The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 191 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. It, it was a calmer week, guys. A calmer week than we were used to. But uh, hey, listen, I'm excited to be here <laughs> with, with the yeah, gremlins slayed. The gremlins have bowed to me for another night. Hopefully. Keeping them <laughs> at bay. Sending, banishing them to the unknown regions. One day at a time. Is that, a, is that the name of a soap opera? It should well, be. It is now. It's, it's our soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is not my soap opera. One day at a time is. Oh, God. Corey, how you doing, man? Uh, not too bad, man. I'm uh, a really busy weekend, and yeah, I'm really sore, but uh, I'm definitely happy to be here. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of, I sort of understand why you're sore carnival boy but uh you know i have no pity <laughs> i am pitiless <laughs> carlos how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good i had a nice uh today was a spa day and uh so i had i had fun with that and um feeling uh, relaxed feeling good calm uh so yeah i'm in a good uh, i'm in a good spot feeling good, good is good enough <laughs> you remember what that is no. from platoon no i haven't watched that movie in so long so long uh all right let's just jump right into it um how was your week in star wars Corey? yeah it was a great week in star wars i mean uh watched a bit of clone wars uh collecting wise i really had a pretty decent week i wasn't expecting that uh i was expecting to get the clone commander kenobi with six inch black series which is now in my possession ah so good i'm so on the same page as there kyle I was really happy about that but it was like there were, there were like five of them not even one of them was gone i don't think like i had reserved one and everything and there was still five left so yeah i didn't even tell them about my reservation there i just went and chose the most minty fresh one <laughs> here yeah i'm buying this one but uh yeah what else happened yeah uh good friend of mine good friend of ours mr robert cast he's he hooked me up this sweet uh it's a luke three pack exclusive from celebration it's called the uh, jedi destiny luke that's nice. Anyway, he's got that oh it's beautiful man that just that that card back is so amazing i'm so enamored with it it was the same one that came with the the three pack for afra so oh there's, there's i don't know there's it's, at least a dozen of those sets really oh yeah there's tons of them Anyway, those, did, I, the did, best, I just, right? did I just did I just drive you down another rabbit hole? I don't know. How, I'm gonna like definitely have a look now. That's for sure. There's there's something about them. The right lighting hits them, man. It's like oh, like all chrome and you see just all the colors of the spectrum, man. It's so cool. But anyway, so those two things, and then last but not least, like really surprisingly, I'm out and about picking up some groceries, 
at a grocery store. What? And, I, and yeah, and I found the three and three quarter retro figures. I found all of them excluding Vader. So like the Stormtrooper, Han, Chewie, Luke, Leia. That's a pretty sweet but, score. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like I had the, a total double take. I'm like, I don't even know what. What I was are like, these oh, doing just... here? Exactly. Well, Tim was talking about that on the nerd room. He was he was out and about. He was just doing groceries or at a pharmacy or some weird place you would not expect to find them. And he was like, whoa, wait, what? Like, same thing. Double take. Like, wow. And he just like panicked and just like threw one of each in this cart and was like, I'm out of here. Like this this can't be right. <laughs> what was yeah, the what was the that's... the sticker price? Ooh, that's the thing, man. Like, it kind of hurt. Like, when I ended up leaving, like, I was going there to spend, like, maybe 30, 40 bucks, and my, my bill was over 100. <laughs> Just so, for the figures? No, no, no. Like, that's including groceries, but the figures the figures were twelve ninety eight, which yeah. were, was a little pricey. That adds up, you know, five figures right there. It's like, boom. And if Vader was there, you would have done the sixth. Oh, hell yeah. But they're sweet, man. It really, when I looked at them... It really brought me back. Not so much the card back. The card back's a bit cheesy and whatnot, but the toys themselves are perfect replicas of what we had as children. Especially Chewbacca, man. Like I played with that Chewbacca until he was like just worn, you know? And it's just it's it's that mold, man. It's perfect. And Han too. It's like the original Han. Big head Han. Yeah. I'm surprised they went with Big Head Han. I guess it makes it funnier. Yeah, it's cool. It's the original one. It's the first one, you know? Yeah, I remember you you I, I saw a Facebook message come in from you the other day and it says uh, image attached on my home screen. So I don't actually see the image, but I open it up and I'm like, oh, nice. And I could tell right away where you got it. I'm like, what? I, but you know what? Like I had been looking for those, you know, asking at different Toys R Uses and nobody knows what they're talking about. Amazon sold out or not, like temporarily out of stock. And it's been like that for a couple months. I'm just like, you know what? I'm out. What's well, it? I had said last week, right? I was like, I didn't even think I was going to get these things. Like, kind of just a lost cause, but like, I whatever. I say I'm out, but I just I, I thought that once I was surprised by my reaction because when you tell me that they're down the street from me, I thought I was. If you had told me that a week ago that they'd be at my grocery store, I would have told you I'm going to hop right in the car, speed over there, and grab them. And then you told me that they're there. I was like, eh. I didn't, I, no, nothing. I had no, I had zero, re I was happy for you. I'm like that, they're cool. I, 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 I don't know. Something happened. Something changed in me. I just, was, I just wasn't feeling it. I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of had a bit of buyer's remorse too in a way, but they're still kind of cool. No, they're, they're, they are cool. It, it's, it's probably the closest you'll get to having the original figure on a card. If that means something to you. And, but you know what? I don't, I don't like the weathering. On the card back? Yeah, me neither. And the whole retro stamp thing, too. I think with those you can get off. A little I hair dryer. It looks like... you know, it, it, you really? Can, you can take that. Yeah, that, that sticker comes off. Is that a sticker? I thought it was actually on, yeah, I, the, I think it's on, the, card. on the card back. Uh, maybe, it's maybe, maybe it's a different print run and they actually printed it on the card, but I thought those were stickers that come off. What are they and called? I'll double check. It's the retro collection. Hasbro? Correct. But yeah, yeah. Man, they were pretty cool. They really took me back, man. Like all of them. Even my son was looking at them. He's like, like, what's that thing in Luke's arm? 
I was like, it's a telescopic lightsaber, son. <laughs> Let me tell you. I said, why is it yellow? I was like, I don't know. It matches his hair. <laughs> yeah. even, you can't even search for it on Toys R Us. No, nothing. That's why last week they, when I was there, they were driving me crazy. Like they're like, well, let's let's go look on the site. They bring me over to this customer service desk. Let's let's have a look online. I'm like, oh, dude, if it was this easy, like, don't you guys know your stuff at all? No, they don't. They have no idea, none whatsoever. I long for the days where Mister Carruthers knew where everything was in his store. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, before I forget, I just want to also. Mr. Robert Cass, that awesome guy, basically he threw in when I was unpacking everything that was was packed so well too, so beautiful, such a nice taping job. Much respect, Rob. <laughs> Did a good job there. But uh, anyhow, like I was just rifling through all the shredded paper and whatnot, and there was a celebration exclusive uh, Gamorian Guard Pez dispenser. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of neat. So that's up on on the shelf with the Funko Pops and whatnot. Very cool. Yeah, Rob Cast. Yeah. He's he, he's a he's a good ship, man. Yeah, solid dude. Thank you very much, Rob. I really appreciate that. And his his R two D two is just out of this world. Yeah. Out yeah. If of you haven't, if anyone's listening, hasn't checked it out. Like you got to see this thing. It's the real deal. It really is. <laughs> it's 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 the real deal. It's, he well, for those who don't know, Rob is part of like the the droid building guild or something like that, and he's built himself a replica R two D two from scratch. From that would scare me in a way. Like I, I feel like if I actually had one, I'd start talking to it. <laughs> yeah, knowing you, break uh, out the bubble bath. I don't know what you would get R two to do for you. I don't even think I want to know. Rubber ducky. <laughs> uh, Carlos, anything? Any Star Wars adventures for you this week? No, no Star Wars adventures this week. Um, I, I'm doing a lot of browsing online for uh, for certain stuff, but um, I'll only talk about it once I get it. So, fair enough. Yeah, I know what that's what that's like. Otherwise, you just seem like you're uh, just spewing hot air. Yeah, it's just I, I got bit so many times. Like I, I ended up getting the X-wing that I wanted, but like two months after, like because of orders being canceled and problems with the website, and so it's like, yeah, yeah. In hand, we'll talk about it when it's in hand. Yeah, like I still have stuff I'm waiting for. It's been a, it's been a couple months at least, maybe since June, that I've ordered a few things. And where are they? You took the payment. Now where's the merch? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but side side note, uh, you're gonna have a ball building Vader's castle with Carter at Christmas. It's a good Just build. Telling you. Oh my god. So good. Very, <laughs> so very good. nice. Very cool. Oh, man. I can't believe we got it at that price, too. That that was a steal. What was the price? It was $100. No, 90, 91 something. It was like... Uh, it was stupid cheap. Whatever it was, it was yeah. insanely cheap. It was like 65 bucks off the sticker price. Like, they were crazy. Yeah, that was... that. I am kind of proud of that steal. Man, I'm so happy I jumped on that. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, I, br- I broke a big slump this week. Oh, boy. Nice. Um, I finally watched a Star Wars movie. <laughs> All right. Nice. 
I'd been meaning to for the last few weeks, and I just never got around to it, man. It was just, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I just, I, I, would, I would have this, like, paralysis by analysis thing, and I couldn't decide on a Star Wars movie. The afternoon would play on, and I'd just run out of racetrack. So I'd go, okay, maybe tomorrow, maybe next weekend. And I just, I would never get around to it. So today I was, my, we usually watch a movie at dinner time on Sunday nights. And so I said, all right, what are we watching tonight? And the kids kind of, uh, let's watch Star Wars. And Carter went, yeah, let's watch Star Wars. And I'm like, all right, done. And I just had them pick. He picked Solo. So we finally watched Solo. I, I think it's like the second or third time I've watched it since bringing home oh, wow. the Blu-ray. Which is what? Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't watched yeah, it. You, watched, yeah. you didn't watch it on Netflix because that's their, your rule, right? Correct. Wow, so you saw it, what, twice in th- or three times in theater? Three times in three theater, two or three times at home so far, and that's about it. What? Yeah. I saw more in theater than you've seen it uh, in total. altogether. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you Turn know, in I, your Star Wars fan card, man. I can't even explain no, it. At least, at, least, at least Kyle can say that he was at the premiere. Corey. <laughs> still litigation going on Corey. you need to you need to stop <laughs> so yeah that was um that was my that cut adventure out. this week it was a good one uh, I, I was i was happy to get that out of the way i feel like now it's gonna it's gonna open up for me i feel like now i'm off to the races and uh well we're all gonna be doing this big rewatch soon i i would assume right like it's it's not gonna that, be that's long. what i was just gonna say man like I'm, I'm so lucky, guys. Like honestly, like I want to share this with you guys and everybody in the sense that, you know, I'm having a baby very, very shortly, and my girlfriend basically she brought it up to me and saying that, yeah, like we got to sit down and like watch like all eight movies, eh? Like before episode nine, and I was just like, oh god, I love you, you babe. You, like, did, you, you didn't, you didn't like stop her in her tracks and say, ten movies. 10 we could watch the we could watch the other ones too if you don't do a, a, a rewatch and throw in at least rogue one in there i don't want to know you anymore i'll keep you posted <laughs> all right cool but uh you know what's funny it's like you talked about uh, oh how was your week in star wars and it's like ah nothing but then i just remembered that I've gotten to the point where i don't even watch the movies anymore i like watching other people watch movies so I watched um, two hours and seven minutes of Blind Wave, the crew of Blind Wave on YouTube, <laughs> doing the watch, the watch through of Empire Strikes Back. Jesus, uh, what a yeah. world we live in! It's so, but you know what? <laughs> I, I love it. It is funny I, to I, see. Well, yeah, I mean to watch other people's reactions and see what they're saying and what thoughts, unique thoughts they bring to the table. It's it's all interesting stuff. I, I mentioned this to Rob Wade a, a month ago on, on Talk Star Wars, where I said, we could probably sit down and watch, like, we'll schedule two two times a year, we're going to sit down and watch A New Hope. And it, in theory, it's the same podcast, but the conversation is going to be completely different every time you watch the movie. Because it, 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 the, the movie is the backdrop for the podcast. So it's like, 
I don't know. I think it's cool, man. I think we should, uh, you know, maybe we should uh, we should do that one time. We're, we're all sitting around and we're all watching the movie and recording ourselves talking along and and uh, you know just uh, shooting the shit. I think it would be. I think it would be fun. So that's what I did. That that was my Star Wars week. I watched Five Guys watch <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, and it was awesome. <laughs> Well, the other thing we did is sort of wipe our chin of drool after watching that UCS Star Destroyer reveal. Oh, jeez. Mama. Oh, yeah, wow. That thing's huge, though. I mean, come on. That's a real piece of real estate there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 4,700 pieces. Uh, it's Isn't it like four feet or something? Or 42 yeah. inches or 43 inches. inches? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big boy. <laughs> Uh, That'd be a fun build, though. Oh, no, definitely. Where definitely. do you put that, though? That's got to be like the centerpiece of your house, pretty much. No, you need to have a shelf that's at least uh, 22 inches wide, I guess. And then you could, have, you could display it on a shelf. It needs to be four feet long and about two feet wide. And I think you're good. But... Um, it's all about the build. I think it's easier to display than the Millennium Falcon, to be honest. Yeah, both those things. I just uh, but the eight hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> price tag is is ginormous. Remember, what, it was funny. It was like um, people were saying, you know, ah, oh, why is it so expensive? It's like, oh, I can't afford it. It's like, well, it it's not the everyday collectors. <laughs> Star Destroyer. It's not the oh maybe if I if I if I can afford it collect. It's the ultimate collector series. Like, it's not for you. It's not for you. If you can't afford it, then it's not for you. Like I'd love to say that. Oh yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm in for every UCS set. But uh, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not in for every UCS set. That's just that's it's just unrealistic. the way it is. Yeah. It's it's way too. I mean, if you did every UCS set that that came out. First of all, you'd be broke. Second, you'd have no space. For me, it's the space. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you, had the, if you had the Falcon and the Star Destroyer, and you just you had like a, you know, even just a modest space for your collection, you're done. It's over. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And, and I also have kids, and they have grubby little hands, and they like to touch stuff that's not theirs. So. Yeah, no, I'll buy smaller sets. Can you imagine um, losing a piece off a UCS set? No, I can't. And that's <laughs> why. That's why, Kyle. That's why. <laughs> no, but uh, no, there, there's some sets, like some cheap, cheaper sets. No, they're not cheaper. I mean, and people are complaining about the price per piece. It's like it comes out to 14, almost 15 cents uh, per piece for the for the Star Destroyer. But when, when you're talking about a piece that big and that well-designed, that well-done price per piece doesn't matter anymore like it's it's not about that it's about do you want it or do you not want it yeah this is for the lego fanatic and i because don't think people are really that concerned with price at that point dude look it's it's 4700 pieces okay if if in the states it's uh they're, they're doing 10 cents per piece then it comes out to uh let's call it 480 us dollars that's 600 canadian 
Okay. So even if it was a 10 cents per piece, yo, if you're not going to buy it at 850 because it's too expensive, it's too expensive at 600. Get off it. Yeah. It's it's still it's still a couple hundred bucks at a price at even Seriously. at 650. Forget it. It's over. You know, they're they're looking for 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 deals uh what you what you want 4000 pieces for 120 bucks? No, there's a Conveyx for you if you want. To. <laughs> 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 you want to spend 120 bucks. You know, or you, you, know like, you can go on wish.com, you can buy yourself a bootleg set of Lego Star Wars for a fraction of the price. Yeah. And and power to you. Go for it. Oh, there's other sets. Content yourself with it. And, and this year, let's be honest, the next wave that's coming out, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, and not even talking about the prices. I'm talking about the actual sets themselves. Oh, it's going to, it's, it'll, they'll be fantastic. If you want an X Wing, you're going to get it. If you want a shuttle, you're going to get it. If you want an A Wing, you're going to get it. Don't care about the price. If, if that's the piece you want, then pay. I, I'm starting to turn a page on this, on on the the on the whole thing, you know. Anyways, okay, We're, I'm off. I'm off it now. But you're like you're on the sidelines for this one, even even in in a in a saving up VIP points type thing. What do you mean the UCS? Yeah, you're out of your mind. No, no, like, There's no way. No, not paying cash, <laughs> but in, how how many points would you have to, or how many points do you have, and how many would it take to get this? Well, right now I'm I'm at over. Actually, hold on, I'm looking at it now. Uh, eighty-seven hundred points. So it's about. It's, I'm at eighty-five bucks. Okay, so yeah, nowhere near. Might work. No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna make a couple of more orders. Try to get to that ninety point, and then I'm gonna get myself the the slave one. From the twentieth, twentieth uh, anniversary line, nice. Because yeah. I want to finish that line. Uh, I, that's the only one that's missing. And I think on uh, May the fourth, uh, with orders over seventy five dollars, they're going to give in. They're going to throw in a um, a twentieth anniversary uh, Obi Wan Kenobi figure to go with the the other the other uh, exclusive figures. Cool. So I think I think that's. I, I mean, it's not confirmed yet, but this is what I'm this is what I'm hearing. So. Uh, we'll see, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'll definitely be buying something, picking something up on uh, Triple Force Friday. I just don't know what yet. And if I'm actually, you know what, I might even get the Slave One, and then use the points to get one of the new sets. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, that's a good play too. That's a good play as well. Because that'll put me over a hundred. That'll put me over a hundred. Uh, hundred dollars yeah. of VIP points. That gets you a good set at that point, or knocks the, or, or yeah, basically yeah. pays off anything else. Exactly. Speaking of Triple Force Friday, which is basically you know, it's less than a month away at this point, uh, some some uh, leaks, some leaked images of new Black Series figures came out this week. Uh, Corey, did you get a chance to look at those? Yeah, I saw them all. Are you in? I'm I'm in, man. I'm I'm in for not all of them. That's for sure. Like the. The well, video let's, let's game guy. I'll, I'll go through them here. The video okay, game guy. Yeah. Uh, Cal Kestis. Yeah. yeah. And cool. we also got the second I, sister Inquisitor. That's yeah, from Cal's from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Which looks amazing, and I, I'm really impressed that they're doing it. But I just don't play the game, and I think it's really cool that they are doing it, though. To be honest, well, nobody, and so nobody quickly plays as the game well, yet, except for game testers. 
Oh, really? It's not, it's not coming out until Triple Four December? Friday. That's oh, kind yeah, of insane, sure. man. It is like, nuts that think, this guy's getting a figure. Like, yeah, like, think about it. Like, Ezra just got a figure. Like, that's that's kind of... Uh, is this you getting your nose bent out of shape because Ezra just got a figure and this guy's getting one this quickly? Well, I don't know. I think there's other, like, Zeb. Like, <laughs> dude, you know. a cartoon. <laughs> Come on. Right, this this guy's a, this guy's an animated cartoon too. They're all pixels. Like, this guy's yeah, gonna anyway, I'm not getting way more cheap, money than think... Rebels did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that. Nah, there's no way to quantify that. I'm talking smack, dude. Come on. <laughs> but either way, I'm I'm happy that they're doing it, but and the second sister as well, don't get me wrong, like I don't play the game, but I would like to snag that toy. Like I just love Inquisitors. That's a rebels thing you know so i would definitely snag that they look so cool uh so what else did we have here we had uh an off-world jawa very weird kind of odd yeah very weird that's that's also from the mandalorian if i'm not mistaken yes that is from the mandalorian i don't know if it's just the image these images were leaked by or posted on instagram by kylo collector and shared by rick in our facebook group so thank you rick oh that's where i saw it yes exactly yeah rick Rick, 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 Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick. Uh, yeah, the, the off-world Jawa, it seems to have darker robes and red eyes. I don't know if yeah. that's just the lighting, the way like the flash went off and, and interacted with the eyes, but that's weird. It's, it's yeah, strange it's to different. see. And who would have yeah, thought Jawas would have made it off It's three Peel's lover. <laughs> and then, of course, the Mandalorian himself in all his Black Series glory. Looks great. Yeah, it's awesome. That that figure is gonna disappear. Oh, I'm scared, man. That's the only one I got like the plastic anxiety, you know what I mean? Uh, that one's absolutely gonna disappear. Uh and then Ray with Dio. Looks pretty good. I like the face sculpt on Ray. Yeah, that's it. Like we've been talking about that and they're doing a good job with Marvel and Star Wars now, and you can see the difference, like the evolution since TFA and it's appreciated. <laughs> but poor Poe. Poor, poor Poe. We still need a good Poe Black Series. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the, uh, boxer. the Sith Trooper, which I think will also be pretty hot. And Kylo with the cracked yeah. mask. Yeah, I, I, I gotta have that. at least... Supreme Leader oh, Kylo Oh, that's Ren. right. Yes, yeah, Supreme Leader. Mustn't forget that. I need it. Even though I already have, like, I don't know, four Kylos at least, probably. I have. I don't have any. I, I did really? have a black series at one point, but I, I used it as a giveaway. It's like this helmeted, unhelmeted. No, I do not have a black series Kylo. Do you have uh, the Kylo Ren uh, Toys R Us uh, a Funko Pop exclusive? No. Do you want it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, cool. It's yours. Awesome. I need to get it out of my house. He's attracting flies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I don't need uh, Funko. I don't need the uh, Kylo Funko. I need room for my Paul Funkos. And then finally, we have the first Order Stormtrooper with his riot baton or whatever that's called. So there's yeah, some I don't cool think figures I need that. in that mix. You know, yeah. I, I did say, ah, geez, I'm out on all this stuff. I'm not doing anything on Force Friday unless vintage collection stuff drops. I definitely got to get my hands on, on Mando. I love it. Just last week, listen to last week's pod. No, I did. I think I did say Mando. I I do want. 
you were just like, eh, either way. <laughs> if I don't get, if I don't get the Mando, I'll be just fine. Trust me, I'll be fine. But I do, I will. I'll kill. I know what. Last week I did say I'm. I may not even take a trip out on on Triple Force Friday. I might go out looking for Mando. Uh, yeah, and that's that's about it for that. Uh, all right, I'm done. I got nothing to add to my collection this week. Uh, so that's about it. Let's uh, let's jump into some news, which was very Mando centric last week, and it came from Entertainment Weekly, which we used to get the Bresna bombs. Remember those? Yeah. Yep. But uh, he's got a new job now. Yeah, he's with Vanity Fair now. Good for him. But uh, that's EW's loss because uh, big time. Yeah. No, uh, I I do miss the Brez doing the the Bresna bombs on Star Wars at EW. But uh, th- I guess James Hubbard's work will will do for now. Uh, but we talked. To, he, had, he had a bunch of stories about the Mandalorian, and uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll do we'll take a pit stop on the Mando for the most part this week in the news section. And uh, the first story is pretty cool. It's uh, the Mandalorian to explore the origins of the First Order, which is exciting. I think it's really exciting news, but came with some pretty over the top and silly reactions from fans. I don't know if you guys paid attention online. But I saw all kinds of stuff like, cool, but the sequels really should have told us this. And I'm just like, oh, God, like that thing right there is like almost like a non-starter for me. Like it's, I, I just don't think it's that complicated, guys. They're an evil regime. What do you think they want? It's a, like we're in a space fairy tale. What do you yeah, think they and, want? You know, they and, want to and John Favreau kind of spelt it out in the sense that they just didn't pop up overnight and be like, here we are. Like really took quite a long time to to get that kind of firepower in order yeah for sure it's but yeah it's just like when people go like oh the sequels needed to tell us this and my 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 question is well direct me to your complaints about you know the original trilogy telling you about how the empire came to be we didn't get that story it was just there you know they, they it was obvious what the empire wanted domination oppression that was all part of it just like it's part of 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 this trilogy now it's we we, i don't think we need that much detail about where they came from and what their motivations are they're the bad guys in a in a space fantasy for kids it's not that complicated anyway um i maybe i'm onto something given what we saw in that trailer because like it like i thought it looked like kids being targeted by someone and like my thought was that kids are being kidnapped and funneled into the first order, you know, by by way of bounty hunting. And you know, the first order is going to have to find ways to fill its ranks. And the, the the this piece did nothing to change my mind about that. And in the piece, Filoni gives us the idea that Corey, what was what you were just talking about? That just because the empire fell, doesn't mean that peace and justice took hold immediately, and it would, you know, that kind of thing would take time to reestablish itself in such a huge galaxy and which which i thought was kind of funny because when the inverse happens in star wars when evil takes over like it's instantaneous you know like the last jedi's crawl had it like first order reigns it's like you just blew up the you blew up the uh hosnian system like 20 minutes ago (laughs) and now the first order reigns anyway i thought that was funny but uh interesting quote it says um also, what could happen in the 30 years between celebrating the defeat of the Empire and then the First Order? 
Tease showrunner John Favreau. You come in on episode 7. The First Order are not just starting out. They're pretty far along. Pretty well equipped, Filoni added. So somehow things weren't necessarily managed as well as they could have been if the galaxy ended up in hot water again like that, Favreau said dryly. So Carlos, what do you take from all this? Are you... What are you expecting in terms of what, what we're, how, how detailed of an origin story we're going to get for the First Order? Um, I think uh, some people are going to be happy and other people won't, no matter what they do. So uh, for, for me personally, I, I, doesn't, I don't need to see anything specifically. I, as far as what, how detailed, we'll probably get maybe 50% from the show and the rest will probably be in novels or comics. Uh, and 50% is like, uh, just, um, uh, being on the, looking on the bright side, we might get less than that, but they're, they're going to show us definitely like, like, uh, Favreau said, like the seeds, you know, like, Oh, they're going to talk about it. And, uh, I think, uh, Warner Herzog's character might have something mm-hmm. to do with that. Yep. And I, I think uh, I'm there with you. Yeah. So I, we're definitely going to see like uh, rumblings about how um, there's a, a group looking to pick up the pieces from the shattered empire, and uh, we'll we'll see stuff from there. But I I, I don't care. I I want to I want to feel connected to the main character. For me, the first order is a, it's a subplot. It's not why I'm watching the show. I I couldn't agree more. It's it's a cool thing to have in the background and to help yep. tie all of these different stories together but i yeah I, I i agree with you totally uh Corey, what do you think what's what's your take on all this i'm gonna third that opinion in the sense that i think it's totally awesome but at the same time i don't want it to be the MacGuffin of the show i love the connective tissues and the threads that they're drawing from and it kind of makes sense in the region that they're in but i don't know like in the long run we know the first order succeeds right so that would kind of imply that the Mandalorian failed. He can make things hard for them at the beginning. Maybe they could have started 15 years earlier if it wasn't for him, but well, we don't not know that good he enough. failed. We don't know, it's, we don't know that he ever yeah. tries to thwart them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't want them to be the main purpose of this show in the sense where he finds out about them and tries to do something about it, but they're definitely... I, I like the connective tissues and the, the seeds they're sowing with that. I think it's really interesting that they're following through and a lot of the concepts they've, they've talked about with the, you know, just kind of dispersing, uh, retreating in a way to the unknown regions and to this lawless area of space where they can kind of do what they want and just regroup, you know, and then we get to see these probably these ruthless leaders kind of uh, reimagine this thing. Like maybe even we see a younger Allegiant General Pride or maybe even a pre-injury Snoke. How'd that... In Mandalorian? Dude, be... Yeah. Oh, man. Why not? I mean, I could say that anything's possible. I don't know that we'd see that in this show. What if it was like... They kind of just implied that it was Snoke because you don't necessarily recognize him because of his... He's... Because of his red arm? Not... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just not... Uh... All messed up, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to say no. I mean, it could definitely happen at some point. 
Yeah, but I know I'm right there with you guys. Like, I, I love that we're yeah, getting Brendel Hux too, something like that, maybe. He could. Well, I, I guess it depends if we actually go into the unknown because he's he's out there with Ray Sloan and. Jeez, I'm forgetting a bunch of names now, but they're all out there in the unknown regions. They're already working on stuff. Little baby Armitage is is, is kind of growing <laughs> up a little bit. But yeah, like I, like I said, I, I love that we're getting this, but I, I can't help but feel like people got a little bit over anxious on this this past week. Like, chew your food, people. Don't sw- <laughs> you don't have to s- just put this in, all in your mouth in one piece and swallow it. Like it's they're not. I, Carlos, you alluded to it. I I, I don't think they're gonna get that explicit on this show and how many details they're going to give out. You, I agree. I think it's going to be well under 50%. And, you know, it's like doled out by eyedropper type stuff. And, you know, it, and it if, might... if anything about them, if we do get to know anything about them, it's probably going to be them trying to snop, stop him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, you know, I could, I could see like, see it come out in, in the form of dialogue, like, like a Werner Herzog character or not, maybe not him, but some, Somebody who's pro first order, but we maybe we don't know it. He's a sympathizer. He wants to see this thing kind of get rebuilt. You you could see them say something to the effect of, "Well, uh, this new republic, these guys don't know. They're, they're clowns. They don't know what they're doing. They can't run a government." And so uh, you know what? Somebody has to provide a future for these children that we're kidnapping because th- this government won't do it. And like just stuff like that. So we'll go. Oh, we get it now. There's they're they're funneling these kids to the first order, and it's it's a very. Uh, I don't know, complicated like, business. Yes, that. But it's like it's a <laughs> reference that is not going to be completely spelled out for you. Like I, I don't think I'll put money on this. We will not hear the words first order in in this it used in that context in the at least in the first season. And there, there's another no. opinion that I'll put out there. <laughs> that, I like that. That may not age well, Rick. But I'm going to say it. First order, we will not hear people say, well, there's this thing growing in the unknown regions and they're called the first order and they're just a, they're just a little baby at this point, but they're coming. I don't think so. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Anything else to take from that? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, what do you guys think? Uh, do you, uh, How much... How, how much uh, cheese? How, how tacky do you think uh is gonna get with um Easter eggs and mentioning names that we know already. Well it's interesting that you mentioned that because one note that I did take down, like I, I love the fact that they're really gonna use the various elements from different platforms that they've already played upon in the past. And this one quote says something along the lines like uh the Man- Mandalorian plans to use elements from across the Skywalker saga films, the Clone Wars and other animated series and the extended universe in its storytelling. So that, to me, I think it's kind of cool, man. I think we're bound to see a lot. I think that's primarily why Felonius is so closely, like, riding shotgun here. Because I think, I think Favreau is a dyed-in-the-wool OT guy. Even though he got into Clone Wars, I think, the, I mean, he's flat-out said that the OT is kind of his wheelhouse. And so I, I don't know how well he thinks outside that box and i think feloni brings more to the table in the in the lore aspect from different areas of star wars i i love that they're doing the pr together as well it's not just like you could see that feloni has a big hand in all of this 
for sure. I, yeah, I think he has a huge hand in this. I mean, he's he's always at the I think at celebration he was right out there on the stage with Favreau, and it's not like he's introduced later. Like he's coming out on stage with Favreau, and it's same thing at D twenty three. He's out there with him. Like he's like Favreau's number one on the show, but he's like one A. On the year before too, for well, I forget what it was, but he he walked out on stage with George. Wasn't yeah, it? Filoni is 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 kind of like the I think a go to guy in terms of of building lore directly into the on screen shows, which is cool with me. Oh yeah, man! I love that he's getting his wings here, earning his stripes in the live action genre. Yeah, like, let him let him uh, let him learn the ropes. Spread his here. wings. But I think you know here's I think a pretty explicit hint that the New Republic wasn't this virtuous and effective machine of peace and justice as as we might have expected. Like once we saw the the uh, Iris out on Return of the Jedi, and we you know we think happily ever after for these people, but here we are. Like in, it's 2019, we've got new Star Wars. Like we kind of have to uh, accept this like undoing of that fairy tale ending, and we just we got to bust up the notion of happily ever after. So like I, I wonder if we're gonna hear like I just mentioned this a minute ago, but I wonder if we're actually gonna hear people on the show talk about how the New Republic is is no good. They're not effective and not not willing to do what it takes to achieve real peace and justice. We're not like real order. And I can I can imagine this coming from uh, a Moff Gideon. He's just saying like these these guys are chumps. They're too soft. They're just they can't they don't have the fortitude to do what it takes. And, that and, harkens back to the Clone Wars, you know. Yeah. In the yeah. sense that like it was both the Separatists and the uh, the old Republican just vying for planets to be on their side you know yeah i think we'll see threads of that and yeah and and maybe that's another way into these origins of the first order but interesting stuff i think that's that's fascinating that we're gonna get you know a a pretty big piece of the puzzle at least detailed and given to us in some detail in the mando Uh, and then the next thing they discussed or the next story from ew is is it kind of made me laugh how the mando is different than boba fett (laughs) <laughs> and I, I laughed at this one because a lot of people out there are just saying, well, this, I mean, it's basically a Boba Fett show. They just changed the name, which kind of... Who, who I, said this? I, a lot of people said that out there. And it, it's, I think they kind of, Disney, Lucasfilm kind of walk into this one because when Favreau pitched the show, it was a Boba Fett show. And he was he was told to like, yeah, cool idea, not Boba Fett. So now I think people have sort of simplified the idea down to that he just took out his pencil his, his eraser crossed out boba fett's name and just put mandalorian in its place across all the <laughs> scripts and just that's it you know so that i think that narrative has taken hold a little bit so now they're kind of they have to put this out there to sort of uh differentiate how the two characters are different and and they have this like little itemized list one two three first of all boba was not a mandalorian He's a clone. <laughs> yes, we know. Thank you. Um, second, they operate during different times in the galaxy, which you know, there's a quote attached to this one. How does somebody earn a living when there's no structure to society anymore and everything is collapsing in on itself? How do you work your way through the world? And I think that's that's a Favreau quote. But, I don't know if this one really counts. Like, I don't know. I think this is there just sort of to pad out the list of differences. Like, 
if, if this was pitched as a Boba Fett show initially, you know, then then Favreau already went through the exercise of thinking about how Boba Fett would make his way in in the universe in lawless, chaotic times. So I, I don't know. Saying that they operate during different times, I don't know, doesn't really hold much water to me. Do you guys have any anything on either of these first two points? You can say no. <laughs> Not really. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> Podcasting at its finest. What insight? What insight? Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of happy that uh, Disney actually is like, you know what? We're good with Boba Fett. There's already there's already too much Boba Fett. You, yeah, I'm glad they went that route I mean, too. For them to say no. It just it just tells me that they're saving him for something else at some other time. Uh, watch your dirty mouth. <laughs> or or you know what it could be a result of too. You know, be like we don't want to necessarily do things like that. Look at what happened with Solo. I I could really see it being something like that as well. But it wouldn't it wouldn't like uh, surprise me if we saw in the series where someone mentions Boba Fett to this guy. Like, who do you think you are, the Boba Fett or something like that? You know. Well, they're doing that with IG-88 or IG-11. See, I just did it. It's it's one of the characters, one of the things that will happen to IG-11 throughout the show is people will keep mistaking him for IG-88, as myself just did, and has, as fans have been doing since we knew that this droid would be a part of the show. They're like, oh my god, IG-88's part of it. And eventually we learned that, no, it's not IG-88, it's IG-11. But you're, pro- you're pronouncing it wrong. It's ig acha. <laughs> Brad's daughter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was last week's episode, right? No, oh, it's a, it's been a, it's been a few weeks, but uh, yeah, still good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, people, st- it still hasn't fully gotten through. I still see, still see people talking about, oh yeah, IG88's in this. It's, uh, it's IG11. I saw even Kevin Smith tweeted out. Yeah, he, like he was. I think he's one of the guys that's helping to perpetuate it because I think both he and Mark Bernardin keep referring it to it as, as IG88. A lot of people listen to their show, so they just take that info and run with it. It's not, and in the show, uh, they're going to do that same sort of thing where it's someone will mistake IG11 for 88, and he'll be pissed off about it. So that that'll be kind of funny. Yeah, or like that's it in the same scene. You know what I mean? Call them both out. Give that little kind of like, I don't know, fan service, I guess. Easter egg. I, I, I hate that droid, honestly. Like, it's the stupidest looking droid ever. To see him in action might be pretty cool. Like, what we saw in the trailer, it looks pretty promising. And we saw him in an episode of The Clone Wars as well, where they were in action. They were very, they moved very interestingly. And that, that can translate well on screen as an assassin droid. I do like the way he kind of pivoted and swirled his arms around. Yeah, man. And he starts dispensing drinks. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Uh, and the third way that the Mando is different than Boba Fett is that is that Boba Fett was more of a villain, while the Mandalorian, who has a real name, it's just not been revealed yet, is more like a dark hero. Quote, ultimately, he wants to do the right thing, Pedro Pascal says but his duties could very much be in conflict with his destiny and doing the right thing has many faces. It can be a very windy road. 
cue that uh, Werner Herzog line. So any thoughts on that one? Uh, I'm good not knowing <laughs> I'm his name. I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's why I jumped in. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good not knowing his name. Like, I don't need to know it. Um, but if it comes down to it and his name's like uh, Pablo or or something like that, I'll, I'll be... I'll be like not happy about it. I, I think it's kind of interesting, man, that there's no name reveal yet. And they make a point of saying that here. I think it might mean something like it makes me wonder oh, why. What if he's a Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What if he's no, it can't be that. But this, there's a lot of Mandalorians that we do know of from animated stuff. Or even if you just drop some names, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's potential there, and I think there's a reason why they're not revealing his name as of yet. I mean, they, 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 Star Wars is notorious for it in terms of both keeping that a secret and then we speculate about it. Whenever you tell us there's a reason we haven't revealed his name, oh, what does that mean? They, they've done it with Finn. They've done it with Rey. Now they're doing it with the Mando. So we're just sitting here now going, ooh, they're related to somebody. They're connected to somebody we already know. And we just sit here and wait for them, for them to reveal that. And it's it's not apparently not happening in the first season. So we'll, we'll speculate for, for quite some time yet. But yeah, this, this continues to play into what's been reported about the show, about, you know, how the Mando... I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, like, how, how doing the right thing has many faces. And it's like... The Mando was seen on set with what looked like a child at one point, as reported by uh, MSW. And there's no real context for uh, for that baby's presence, but I'm still, like, again, I'm still working with the idea that the Mando's been contracted uh, to kidnap a, a child and deliver it to what will eventually be the First Order. And I think he gets, I think his, his moral compass, whatever that means for him, kicks in and he just, he can't do it. And since they're describing him as, as a dark hero, but heroes in there, you know, it, you got you got to think he's somewhere in there is is some sort of uh, barometer of right and wrong. And to me, it it all sounds very, I don't want to say it, but cliche in a way. I think it's a good cliche in the sense that it's a classic story t- tale, you know, like. Uh... Just what it is, it is what it is. This bad guy that wants to do the right thing, you know. <laughs> No, it's it seems that way to me. I, I I don't know. It just very seems very stereotypical. You're kind of. knocking him dead this week, Corey. I don't know. <laughs> Can I just share something? Earlier today, uh, Matthew Keegan sent me a message. He said, "Bring it, boy! Like, <laughs> get ready for the show." <laughs> And I said, I'll be there, but I don't know if I can bring it. <laughs> and he goes, he wrote, he writes to me, I know it'll be good. And then I responded, your overconfidence is your weakness. <laughs> and he writes back, your faith in Corey's sobriety is yours. <laughs> the thing is, I don't even think Corey's drunk yet. No, not yet. He's still enunciating. <sighs> Mostly correctly. Oh, yeah, Corey, did man. pretty well. Corey, you are my spirit animal, Corey. <laughs> nice. Oh. 
anyway, it all it all comes. It, I think a lot of this is going to boil down to that Werner Herzog line in the, in the trailer about how this is a complicated business. It it's going to be this thing where he's like, "God damn it! If I want to get paid, if I want to make my way in this universe, I'm going to have to do this this lousy thing." And that, that I it's it's too far for this guy to go. And uh, bounty hunting is complicated work. I, I see him like I see him wronging that guy, you know, just not doing what he wanted and getting himself in a buttload of trouble because of it. Well, I can I can almost see that on scene the world. from from I think what from what we know Werner Herzog didn't shoot much, and I can almost see him not surviving that scene. I don't know if I mentioned that last week or not, but I think you know the the, the Mando confronts this guy, and uh, you know that they're like, well, turn over the kid, and he's. I don't think I can do it. And he gets down. Like Herzog's character just just starts trying to dress him down verbally, and just eh, this is a complicated business. And maybe things get a little bit too tense. Maybe the Mando shoots first and say goodbye, Werner Herzog, and then he's he's off and running. He's he's running for his life and trying to keep this kid safe. Who knows? And then finally, uh, there's a really quick one here about Cara Dune on the uh, the Mando's relationship between the two. I just want to mention this one quickly. And uh, what Gina Carano says to EW is, uh, she's gone from planet to planet. She's a loner. She's strong. She runs into the Mandalorian on one of these planets that she's hiding out on and thinks that he's there to take her in. And uh, and then their relationship escalates from there. And uh, I think if, if we if we remember that bootleg footage from Celebration, we do see that... Uh, uh, Cara Dune's Cara Dune and the Mando have a bit of a tussle outside of some kind of joint. And I figured that's that's got to be their initial encounter where she thinks that he's here to to seize a bounty on her until yeah. they figure out that, you know, she's he's not actually after her. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, bumbling, stumbling around, then all of a sudden your partner is in in some type of like quest that you didn't know you had to be involved in. Yeah, like a then something big, like a an, an even bigger enemy comes along, and you go, okay, well, this. I I don't know about you, but I know those guys are bad. So let's try and be be each other's best friends at this point, and they go from there. But it, it's, it's like, it's, sorry, I was gonna say it's like uh it's like Lev on uh, the Mir space station, who was just there to help the freedom and the independence get fueled on their trip to the asteroid to destroy it in Armageddon. But then he ends up having to like tag along because the space station was destroyed and they saved his life. And now he's like kind of a key cog in fixing the whole thing. Like, you know, I, I that was a deep cut right there. I but have kind no of idea like, what that was about. <laughs> remember the movie Armageddon? No? Bruce Willis? I, uh, I Ben I, Affleck. Yeah, sure, I remember it, but that's I so, remember it so happened. He's, so so the Rush the, the Russian guys on the space station, he's just there to help them fuel up. For their trip. But then there's a leak on the space station. And he ends up being rescued from the space station. Now he's on the mission to destroy the uh, the the asteroid that's on its way to Earth. So, you know, he kind of like has to tag along. And so that's that's the thing that I thought of when I when I um, when I heard the whole uh, Gina Carano thing was like she's doing something and then all of a sudden like a magnet she's kind of drawn to this guy and now they're 
fighting the thing together uh, by happenstance. That's yeah, all I something like that. Do I need to give Armageddon a rewatch? <laughs> no, not really. No, no, I really don't. Uh, it's okay. It's a guilty pleasure. It's one of those. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's one of those guilty pleasure movies if ever there was one. Um, all right, so that's it. That, that was really it for the, the news this week. But happy to take a little detour over with the Mando, which, man, it's coming out soon. We're like two months away. Two months and a couple of days away from finally getting to watch the Mando. When is Disney going to allow us to download the app or to put in a pre-order? Or I, w- I want to give them my money now. Like, wh- why aren't they ready to take my money yet? Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that is up and running in the States already. But I've not seen anything in Canada where you like, DisneyPlus.com, for example, and just and sign up for an account, input all your payment info, and then your first payment is taken, like, whatever it is, November 12th or December 12th, after a month of service. I like, do want to see that. Like Apple TV. There should be an icon. Disney Plus icon on Apple TV. I, I, want, I, want, I want to see it. Yeah, I want my, yeah, my PS4. I need to go into the PS Store and check out if there's any info about when that Disney plus app will be coming, but that's, that's gotta happen soon. They got, they got two months. Anyway, uh, let's, let's jump in here. Uh, a little bit more talk about the rise of Skywalker this week. I'm so, I'm just still living off this, this footage we got from D 23, but it's got me thinking about, you know, we, we talked about the duel and people saying, no, this is from the start of the movie or the middle point. That's not the, the Ray and Kylo's final battle. And it just—it's got me thinking about uh, the, just like the opening of the movie, and just like Carlos, how, how do you expect uh, the Rise of Skywalker will open? Like, do, are you thinking of like this this big battle just to make a statement that we're here in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga, or something a little closer to Endgame, where it's let's just take a breath before we have this hour of battle at the end? And just to get us caught up, where, where do you think we're going? I think the start of the movie is from the first teaser. Ray in the desert and Kylo chasing her. That's a good call. That's, mm. yeah, and it's like the crawl comes down and, I mean, we're going to do our own crawls, right? So, like, uh, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know prematurely uh blow it right now but like um <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it everybody uh, <laughs> you've tolerated this show to this point at about an hour in i give you permission to leave <laughs> uh so they're uh, on a mission um ray's looking for a lost jedi artifact uh, following the teachings of Luke or whatever the Jedi texts, and um, she's found herself on this planet. Crawl over, uh, zoom in from space. Uh, Kyle's ship descending onto the planet, and he's look. He's he's going after Ray. Like his his he's like Vader at the at uh, the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, where He's just looking 
for Luke Skywalker. So I, I see Ben's uh, arc taking him after Ray. He wants to either kill her or turn her or, but she is. Some, yeah, his, one way or another, he's obsessed with her at this point. He's obsessed. Yeah, he's completely obsessed with her. Yeah. Like she closed the door on him at the end of the Falcon and now he's like a jaded lover. <laughs> like oh, most incels, it. they just, they obsess over their target until they just beat them down or get a restraining order on them. Yeah, pretty much. But they're in love, <laughs> Kyle. He just wants to tell her that he loves her. I'm sure he like, Wait, stop! I have something to tell you. He'll have plenty of opportunities, I would imagine. He would have plenty of opportunities. But uh, Carlos, is is that what you want? Like, That's what you think, but is that what you want? Do you want a slower opening, or do you want the Big Bang? Um... My initial thought was, uh, I'm looking at the the cover uh, art for the Tumbling Saber uh, Facebook uh, Facebook group of Ray and Kylo Ren on the uh, on the tractor beam of the Death Star, um, and my first thought was that's going to be the climax of the movie, but then I keep hearing people talk about how. Uh, Disney wanted to make everything in the trailer be from like the first act so that there's no spoilers whatsoever. Doing the end game thing, right? Yeah. Doing the end game thing. And, and I'm not, I was like, ah, nah, it's star Wars. It's different. It's not, but the more and more I hear like people who know what they're talking about, talk about it. So people not on this call right now. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 leaning away from that, but I still think that the ultimate battle is going to be uh, Ray and Kylo on this uh, on this piece of Death Star. But it could also be at the end of the first act. Uh, like I don't know, I'm I'm not too sure. But what I want to see, uh, I want to. I like see that, that call though, man. That, that opening scene thing. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's what it's going to be. I, I uh, like I said, I, I'm writing a crawl, and um, it, it's leading. It leads to that right now. Hmm, interesting, Corey. What, what do you, tell me what you think the start of Rise of Skywalker will look like? Well, like you kind of mentioned, Kyle, like the film initially will be looking to establish both parties in a sense. You know what I mean? Like whether it be in the timeline or just their status in general as a group or you know what I mean? Like we, we got to establish where we are and what's going on. And that's kind of interesting when you look at it in the sense that, you know, what you were saying, Kyle, the hard opening or the soft opening, like TFA and TLJ, we had an assault opening and then we had an escape opening. So that's kind of a lot, you know, and then we look at return of the Jedi as the third chapter in the original trilogy, this being the third in the sequel trilogy, uh, Maybe it is a little more toned down in that sense. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like what you were saying. I like the question in general, Kyle. Like, just I thought it could have been some kind of battle, but I was like, where's the first or where's the resistance or the rebellion at at this point? They haven't really uh, probably amassed even enough of a fleet to put up a worthy batter, battle. If anything, if we we're going to see anything like that, uh, it would probably be maybe like a reconnaissance mission or like a spy mission or a sabotage mission, like something where you see how the rebellion is using guerrilla warfare in a sense. And they kind of, maybe things go wrong and it's a narrower escape 
and maybe Ray comes to the rescue. Something along those lines. But we've seen in both, again, previous films, Finn kind of had the, the lead in the first one. Poe kind of had the lead in the second. Let's give Ray the lead here where she kind of comes to the fore and saves the day and does something that uh, just really blows the audience's mind. You know what I mean? I think that would be really cool. But I like what Carlos had said as well in the sense that there's something about that scene that was weird where he's chasing her down. Let it be a vision or whatever it is that the film could open that in that way. Like instead of establishing both parties being the first order and uh, the resistance, they're establishing the primary characters being Kylo and Ray, you know, like get the, those are the two main storylines going here. And I think the force one comes to the fore a little more for me personally. So that would kind of be cool in that sense. But maybe a mission going wrong or something like that. I, I don't know. But it's got to be like Return of the Jedi's <clears throat> soft opening is pretty great, too. And maybe it is something like that. We kind of get the how the First Order is faring under Kylo's reign, right? Something like that. And maybe things aren't as hunky-dory as we think or just chaos everywhere or destruction everywhere while he's obsessed with finding Rey or something like that. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm kind of there. Like I'm I I am hoping for some sort of action sequence to start the film. Like I I don't I'm not expecting like Revenge of the Sith type action sequence, which was like a half hour of of all out action. Buzz droids. Buzz droids crashing cruisers on onto Coruscant surface. Like I yeah, no thanks. I'm I'd be fine with. I mean I love that sequence. Ray shields. Yeah, that's a bit clumsy, but overall, <laughs> I, I love the way that movie opens. No, it's the exposition. It's like Anakin's lines are all the stupidest thing. Like, okay, something's happening. Let me tell you what it is. Oh, yeah. Like, Star Wars has the clunkiest, cheesiest exposition. Oh, it's the worst. I think my, my, my least favorite actually comes from The Last Jedi when we cut back to uh, Acto and Rey, Rey tells Luke again, Master Skywalker. We need you because Kylo Ren is dar- is powerful in the dark side of the Force. Oh, worst. He knows I... that. <laughs> he doesn't need the reminder. He lives every day with that regret. Yeah, and no, we that, don't need to know that. That was a terrible, terrible line. Honestly, that's probably the worst line from the movie. Just that. that cr- it's cringy exchange. when I watch. Yeah, he doesn't know necessarily what his nephew's grown into at this point, though. No, no, but he already. She said it already. Yeah, it's been she stated. already said it. Like he, it, or at least it's implied when he says, "Where's Han?" And then we cut back to them later, and he, Luke, is just sitting there, like, "Oh my god, he's dazed." And he already knew, like, we we knew already that we know that Luke knows because of the the whole flashback thing. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know. He don't necessarily know that he's like obviously Luke knows he's probably done bad, but he doesn't necessarily know exactly what he's done and where he is. No, but that's not the line. The line is he's strong in the dark side, powerful in the dark side of the force or something like that. Like Luke fully is aware. He looked into his heart or whatever it is, and he saw that Snoke had already turned him. Luke knows how bad Kylo is. I was no match for the darkness within him. He already knew, and that and we already knew. So that line just ooh, there's an aroma to that play. line. Yeah. It's not a good one. It's not a good aroma. And I'll, I'll stick up for that movie all day, but there's a couple lines throughout that I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Open the windows. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But no, what I'm what I really would like to see is uh, I mentioned this a long time ago. I want the, the movie to start with Kylo on a rampage. I, I need one sequence in this movie that will instill in the audience this uh, a sense of fear around Kylo. Yeah, the, that that Tie Fighter chase, like Carlos was saying, would be pretty good, man. Him no, just being a super creeper. Like... We've already seen other scenes. Like we know that the movie will come down to these two. So there's no tension in that scene if you know that one person gets out of it. I want to see him like just butchering people. Randos. Like just whether it's resistance troops or Oh, or that could villagers. be the beginning. Like that that scene from the from the first trailer where he um he clotheslines the guy with the lightsaber. Yeah, as he puts his cross guard saber in him. Yeah, sure. And that part, and <laughs> uh, so th- there's the rampage. Like maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. that'd be a cool way to to start to film two in a way. You know, you just the red skies and stuff like just the first order. Like it's chaos, man. Yeah, like let, let's check in on the first order. How are things under Kylo Ren? And he's just out I- there like just chopping people down. Yeah, Kylo Ren leading a battalion onto a planet that uh, that's resisting First Order occupation. And then, like, bam. I'd, be, I'd be even be okay if he was just lone wolfing it on his own. And it's sort of like we're positioning the First Order as an organization that, yes, they have a supreme leader, but he's in name only. He's off doing God knows what because he's obsessed with Rey. It's really Hux and allegiant pride yeah Yeah, pride let's just call him pride i'm totally on the same page as that man i feel like the first order loses him like and they know it like the upper management's kind of just like this kid's not his head's not in the game like we got to do something here basically like a what do you call it mutiny almost yeah yeah for sure like but that's that's kind of my first wish because i i've complained about this you can plug in all the villains you want in this movie all the red troopers that you want to put into the movie and, and pride and whoever else, none of these are lead villains. So I don't want to, you can populate the movie with B level villains. Your a villain has to be terrifying. And so I, I'm not, I know Kylo's unhinged and unpredictable, but I don't feel like he's, I don't yet feel like he's, he's uh, got that mantle of, chief antagonist and this this movie needs one and i know palpatine is in the shadows it's him come on yeah it is him but i I don't think palpatine's gonna be showing up 20 minutes into the movie and and being the lead bad guy throughout i think we only get palpatine at the end we get his maybe his influence throughout but i don't think we get him until the end no like yeah the climax of what's going on whatever but like definitely whispers throughout whispers throughout maybe he's the guy that leads them on these wild goose chase like MacGuffin chases but yeah like we need to see that physically see that villain presented on screen and he's that he's bad through and through he may I'm, I'm totally expecting the more we go get closer to the movie the more expect I expect and the more I want for for Kylo Ren to come around to the light but until that moment, like at least at the start, we need I, I need to see him unhinged. I, I can't believe that you're actually even saying that. It's a big step, Kyle. What that I wanted to see him redeemed? Yeah, like this is a big step. 
Well, I've, I've been coming that way for a while. Like, and I know that when I left TFA, I was like, screw Kylo Ren. He killed Han. I hope Ray sticks a lightsaber right through his chest. Even after TLJ, come on. I don't know what my reaction was after TLJ. He made his choice. Yes, that was part of it. He's made his choice. Uh, I don't know if that precludes redemption, but it it means that he's made his choice, which I think at this point he has. I don't know. You're just, you were kind of just saying that like the his deeds far away like any anything that he can do to really redeem himself in a way. That's part but, of the challenge for JJ is is prove me wrong. It's gonna be a big enough wow MacGuffin. Me. Like Kevin Smith said, yeah. wow me. Let the magician wow me. Because I, I don't know that you know, people say like if Kylo's not redeemed, Han Solo died for nothing. Which I don't know that I fully agree with that, but you could make that case. Nobody's ever really gone. What, is it speaking of that? Like, is it too much of a soft opening to have Ray and Leia together? Even though I don't think that's the case, but it could be. Oh, absolutely, it could be. Absolutely, it could be. I mean, we see those scenes on that jungle planet, whether it's Endor or some other unknown planet or known planet. Who knows? Oh, dude, imagine if we get to see Wicked in this movie if they are on the forest moon of Endor. Do Ewoks live that long? 30 years later? They do now. I guess that'd be pretty cool if they... I hope every single Ewok is still alive except Wicked just because you said that. He was like a teenager at the time. Come on. (laughs) Be cool. Wicked. Maybe he's got some gray hairs now. Maybe he's actually wise, probably like the leader of his tribe, you know. I don't the think we'll be spending gray. time with Ewoks. I just I don't think we'll be doing that. It's no, I, I feel neither. like I feel like the you know, JJ and, and Ryan Johnson, I feel like they probably liked Ewoks at the time. And now they're just like, that's not I can't do that. <laughs> I feel like they just don't feel that's doing something silly like that is in their wheelhouse. But yeah, it'd be nice to. See. I, I'd, I'd be happy to see Wicket in a very quick shot. But yeah, Corey, Leia and Ray together to start the movie. A hundred percent. It could be pretty emotional, you know, like because then maybe like after the fact we learn something happened to Leia, you know, like just establish that right away. The scenes that make sense. Yeah, I, I wonder how upfront or you know front loaded Leia's scenes will be in the movie. Yeah, we can't overanalyze it, though. you got to go in there and just... I know it's... You can't disassociate in that regard, but... I definitely, when I watch the film, I really want to try and disconnect and just enjoy the scenes that she's in and not really, like, overanalyze them. You're in the wrong fandom for that. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't want to, like... I don't want to lose the moment, kind of. You know, like, I want to be in the moment. I don't want to be, like, saying, like, oh, that seems so, like, like, I don't want to be judging it right off the bat, you know? Like, I just want to live it. I think the first the first viewing is sort of almost like a write-off because you're just, you're just completely assaulted by the movie. And I think it's the second and third where you can start to really enjoy it. Like, the first one is or more about the have experience. Or have a solid opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can have your initial takes, which they can move 
over time. But yeah, it's, I think this movie is going to... Yeah, I, I don't even know how to categorize how you, how you break this movie down. Like, well, I think by the time we do our review of it, I've, I'll, have, I'll have seen it twice, probably. So, I, you know... And it's going to be so good. Even John Williams said something like it's going to put you to pieces or put you away or something like that. He said the f- ending will put you away. It's funny to hear him talk because he talks so old school. Like he talks about things in, in terms of like uh, classic cinema or theater. Like he refers to the things as like a tragedy or a comedy. And I think he referred to this movie as the comedy of Ray and Kylo. The comedy. And at the, in classical theatrical sense, comedy doesn't mean funny. It means happy ending. You know, if you if you talk about the you know you would you would talk about the tragedy of Ag- of Anakin Skywalker and, and Padme, that ended tragically, but on the other side, you get comedy. And you know, comedy obviously for us now means like sitcoms, <laughs> but that's that's not what it means in in the thea- theatrical sense. So hmm. it, it was very I think telling to see John Williams mention that. Yeah, it says a lot actually. It says it says a whole hell of a lot. Blame him. Blame John Williams. If you if you want to yell at me for, as a as a spoiler, you yell at J Dub. But you know, think. Uh, I know we're kind of off topic here. We're kind of meandering on on Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. How about this? Like in, to make Kylo Ren sympathetic, if he needed more of that, because some people are already already think he's done nothing wrong, <laughs> and and others like me are. I'm, I'm waiting. Like, and I know Adam Driver will absolutely crush whatever JJ puts in front of him. So I want to see, I hope JJ has challenged Adam driver because I, his performance in this, these two movies so far have been astonishing. Yeah. Big time. And JJ cast him in the original. So he cast him in the original. Well, in TFA. Oh, well, yeah. But how, how about this? In the, to, to make Kylo sympathetic. Because I think a lot of us are going to go in with our knives sharpened for Kylo. And we want to see this guy get skewered. Some of, some people want this guy to go down in flames. But how about the, like a, a twist during the movie to, to, like, to disarm fans? So like you, you have Rey and Kylo. And they're in one of their, what I imagine will be several standoffs in this movie. Whether through the Force or in person. And you've got Ray, who's just still super pissed off with him. And then somewhere across the galaxy, uh, Leia dies. And we've already established that you know people can feel Force users feel each other die through the Force. Right? Leia felt Han die, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ray and Leia felt Luke die. So imagine this scene where Leia dies, and you've got this moment where, where with Ray and Kylo facing off with each other and, oh, it and just disarms them both. Yeah, like you see the shockwave of Leia's death hit them both. And where Rey is just ready to kill him, she sees the heartbreak on his face. And even though he's trying to put on like that brave battle face, this and this is where Adam Driver crushes it, right? Like the, you'll put layers to the performance where he's the outside face is let's fight, but beneath that you see the like you see the little boy who just lost his mom. Right, and of course, Ray will sense that in him, and we all go, "Oh my god!" Like, 
Poor Kylo. Can you guys make out already? You don't have to go there, but, you know, just to humanize the guy for a moment. I get it, man. Trust me. I've been banging on this drum since episode seven, man. And I was like totally dumped upon for two years. For what? For what drum? Like saying that I, I do believe that in the Carlos heart of hearts, he's convinced himself that he's this person, right? Like he's just been trying so hard, but he's fractured, man. Like he's not whole. Like it's a charade and everybody a sees charade. that, man. Oh, yeah. The gravitas Come on. of the, the gravitas. Exactly. <laughs> you know me? So, I don't know. I just uh, – I think it's been a long time coming, but I'm so on the same page with you. But that if whatever redemption they do come up with for him, it has to be very worthy and very poignant in the sense that it's got to, like, make things right with what he's done. And it will. Like, Adam Driver is the right guy to pull off that role. Like you said, Kyle, like, the layers to the performance should be – I mean, I'm just, awesome. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally just spitballing, but I, I think that that moment between the two of them, because sort of like Ray is sort of our window into the movie, or at least in that, in that scene, if we can see Ray finally crack and go, I, this poor guy, man, he just lost his mom, <laughs> and she'd feel sorry, feel something other than hate for him, then maybe we would too. Maybe we would go down that hole with her. Oh, check this out! Like it's total like. Ah, it just popped in my head like right out of a movie, man. Like that moment, like you said, they both kind of like stop and like, whoa. But then because of that moment, like she stops, like you said, about to kill him or whatever. And she's so kind of like in the moment and just not paying attention that something bad happens to her. Right. And then Kylo's like, got to make a choice, man. Either like leave her high and dry or save her. Well, yeah, and it, it that moment, like if if Leia dies, and I'm I'm still sort of hoping that she doesn't and that she makes it through the movie. But if she does die at some point in the film, um, you get to mirror or invert the scene when when Shmi dies, because from that point forward. Like Anakin just goes all dark. He he slaughters the the men and the women and the children too, and it's all it's it, everything goes to hell for Anakin after that point. But what if what if Leia dying is the turning point for Kylo? In, in that he'll instead of going super dark, what if he starts going light after his mom dies? Yeah, I've said that for so long too, man. You, I think you said like this... that if when Leia dies, Kylo goes light. Yeah. You've said that. I've definitely 100% said that. And also, you guys probably, meh, stupid. Next. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you could look, I, I'm not going to, I don't know the episode number or whatever, but I definitely said that. That could be the trigger. I actually said that also like two weeks ago. Lies. Mine was like forever ago. Sure. Either, either way, like, <laughs> if you think about it like this too, though, if Leia's gone, and then it's just Kylo and Ray left, right? Like Ray is literally the last bit of light left to extinguish, right? If she's gone, it's gone, and that's it. Darkness reigns. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thorny one. How do you how do you 
It's been the thorny one for a while now. How do you deal with Leia? But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, Kylo can recognize that too, in the sense that that's a big responsibility, man. Like snuffing out the light. You know what I mean? She's the last one. It used to be Skywalker. I was like, I've got to get Skywalker. Like, got to get that guy before he, like, makes that spark, you know? Cool. <coughs> no? Come yes. on. Jesus. <laughs> yes, Corey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no, I, it's true. Man. No more, no more Leia, no more light. It's just Ray. The last Jedi left Le- Leia in a weird spot to me. I guess not. I mean, it, the moment where she says, "That's it. the The spark is out. We fought all we've all we've can." Yeah, that's the other cringy line for me of the movie. That was hard to hear. I I look at it too, and I'm like, "Yeah." No, the way she says, "The galaxy lost all its hope." Like. The really? spark is the spark. She says the spark is out. Yeah, the galaxy has lost all its like that. That line for me is like, Ugh. yeah, that one doesn't bother me so much. But yeah, just I mean, the scene in it's, general, it's... man, to, to see Leia herself finally give up was well, kind of. I mean, of how much can she take? Right, we always wonder where is her limit, and it seems like exactly. you know her, her that son was is knocking outside the door looking to kill her, and everybody else, and they're trapped in the mine. Nobody's coming to help. Maybe in that moment, you 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 might forgive her to, for, for feeling a little bit down on herself. <laughs> La- last shot of the movie. Leia is alone, prisoner, in uh, a cell. Uh, twenty one eighty seven. Wrong. It's all Force been a dream. Force It's been confirmed. <laughs> Hayden's back. That you know, that's another interesting thing this week. That, that over the weekend there was a, a convention going on somewhere with Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen uh, taking part in a panel or a photo op, and apparently them. Disney shut that panel down. I don't. I. I cannot. I don't know how true this is. I probably shouldn't be talking about it because I don't know the story. I'll. I'll try and find out about it. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> Well, Star Wars Theory uh, actually made a video about it. Um, oh, that guy? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Take that one with he... a boulder of salt. <laughs> a crate-sized planet of... <laughs> a crate-sized piece of salt. Yeah, so... Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was just reporting it as as though uh, they were pulled from the panel or the panel was shut down. Uh, because uh, they were afraid of leaks. That's kind of what I've heard as well, but I, I feel like oh, that is. Yeah. I, I I feel like that's speculation though, because I want like I want to know why I want I want someone with uh, you know journalistic integrity <laughs> to say this happened. Here's why, or here's who shut it down. I don't need the why. If they, we'll never know. If if we get the why that yes Disney did pull the plug on this, now we've got a big scoop here because what business would they have shutting down a panel like that unless those two guys were I mean we know Ian McDermott is we already know that he's done work for Rise of Skywalker we don't know 
anything about Hayden Christensen. But it's, I was, it's if it awesome. did happen, I was said he'd be back, and that was another thing I got flack for. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at this now at comicbook.com, which is its own. Yeah, it's another murky swamp, but the rumor is that Disney threatened legal action if the convention continued with the panel out of fear of spoilers, which is leading people to believe Christensen will be showing up as a force ghost in the new movie. And then there's a bunch of tweets from people there. Uh, the rumor is Disney threatened litigation, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, again, no real confirmation on any of this. And like you said, Carlos, oh. we'll probably never learn. If if Disney, I don't want to know down. either, man. Honestly, I I want that character. I want him in the film, to be honest, so badly. We'll never know the, before the movie. Before yeah, the I, movie premieres, like you'll never know the truth about that. I want it. I I don't want to know, but I definitely want him in the movie at the same time. Like I don't want to be like at the end of the movie, like there was no Hayden. Do you want? Do you? Do you want him to influence the movie's events, or do you want him to like be part of the Force Ghost Jamboree at the end with with Luke uh, there and maybe Kyle? I would maybe like him Leia. to have a, a conversation with with Ray, to be honest. Maybe even Luke. Maybe uh, all three of them. I don't know. Be pretty sweet. Yeah, like it would nice to see him at the end too, in the big Force Ghost Jamboree. That'd be awesome. But uh... you know and what? I changed. I changed my mind. Uh, I uh, before uh, getting on the podcast, I was watching Taken Three, and uh, I, Liam Neeson was. And I want, I want Qui Gon. Give, give me Qui Gon in Episode Nine. Yeah, why not? Huh? Huh, Corey? Why not? Yeah. Just any. Who else? Who else? Uh, Mace Windu. I want to see Mace Windu. No. Good old no. lefty. Good old lefty Windu. I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want Lefty there. Uh, who else? Who else can we have? Yoda. Yeah, well, that's a given. But uh, Plo, given. Plo Koon. Plo Koon. Oof. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, no, I that's definitely want much. Plo Koon. Uh, and uh, Kiari Mundi. And, uh, but next to Kiari Mundi, I want Dan Aykroyd and uh, Jane Curtin. <laughs> I'd like to Just, see uh, Yaddle do the Why Dan walk? Aykroyd? He's not dead yet. Yaddle. <laughs> Let's see Yaddle moonwalk across the screen. <laughs> uh, nah, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, my feet are firmly planted in the air with Hayden Christensen. Like, I, I think if Luke's involved, you know, everyone, Leia's still going to be involved just, from a high level. I don't know that I want Hayden Christensen showing up and like, like what, be, doing what, doing what? He's got to impart wisdom, but the thing that you guys just tell me is the, the the thing that doesn't make sense about that is that he's younger than them, so it doesn't look like it's gonna play well on film in a way. Yeah, visually, it won't make any guy. sense if if young Hayden Christensen is like speaking wisdom to Luke Skywalker. It it's gonna just it's magic. That's it. It's it looks so good in my guys, head. Guys, how would you feel about this, Leia? is on the Falcon with the Jedi texts. She passed the baton to Poe. Maybe she's not a general anymore in the Resistance. Maybe she's doing some deep dive into Jedi. I, oh. I, I get that. Poe is definitely looking for a big promotion in this film. He passed the test in TLJ, man. It makes sense. 
that so, makes, so that, that yeah, follow make, him. But it it again, it all depends on if they have the footage to do that with. And mm. I still I still maintain that yes, they're gonna CG the hell out of of Carrie Fisher and CG her mouth and give her new dialogue if they have to. But if they have the the volume of footage to put together that type of sequence where it's clear that Leia has kind of passed on or like given the mantle to Poe and she is now going to cuz maybe do more maybe she stuff maybe she's make, yeah. taken upon we just need herself. a little confirmation of that because we did get that impression the end of TLJ is clearly indicates like she's just like hey man I tapped out follow this guy so maybe it's a more personal mission for her at this point maybe it's it's I all think about so. bring back yeah. her. I'm Poe this is your your job now Godspeed to you. I'm going. I have to go get my son. I, I have to, or whatever. I have to do or this. Or train Now she's she's communing with Luke. Yeah, helping Ray. Really making sure Ray is ready for what's to come. That would be awesome. And now now you're having like the teacher and the student both be like strong female characters. I yeah, think that I like would be that. Aw- that would be awesome too. Oh, I love. I almost really, really like that to see Leia kind of do a not a one eighty, but yeah. Well, Luke step, refused take a step back. Like, like Luke literally refuses to, t- to teach Ray in in uh, TLJ. So Leia goes, I'll, "I'll do it. I'll do it exactly." Now, and she has the books, and that's a good. It's an effective back door to force ghosting Leia. Because I, I was always saying, don't do it. It's a cheap thrill because Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. It's just this... Uh, fan service? Not fan service. I'm looking for a specific word, which is not going to come to me. I'm having like one of those freeze moments, you know, like... Where it would be glorious? No, you're watching, you're watching Jeopardy and you know the answer, but you know that if you were at the podium on Jeopardy, you'd, free, you'd lock up. And I'm having that moment right now. Uh, contrived. Mm, It'd nice. Be, like I, I, I've said all along that force ghosting Leia would be contrived, and it would be like this cheap thing to pull at our heartstrings. But if you can make it clear enough, because my whole, my whole thing was like, um, it, what we know about force ghosting is that it's almost a chosen weird. thing. It's not a chosen thing. It's yeah, they yeah, like the, that's Train, exactly Yoda what it is. literally. Yoda literally says, "I have training for you." So there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. It's, it's, it's in the lost missions, man. They make it very clear that like they don't just uh, take anyone to do this. Lost missions. Uh, I don't know, dude. I yeah, mean, man, rewatch that. I'm telling you. But there's also, I think, from a certain point of view, or no, the uh, there's a, a, a chapter in the Ahsoka book of Obi Wan trying to do it. But uh, maybe at that point, because he's heard of it, like maybe like. It got leaked at finally a point, you know, but like they made it very clear in the Clone Wars that like uh, they were Obi uh, Yoda was chosen for this. And like they, they yeah, kind of asked cho- how, chosen he, for that particular asked, mission, not chosen to be a force ghost. Yes, exactly. That he was chosen to be that because he asks about Qui-Gon. How is Master Qui-Gon? How am I able to communicate with him? And they tell him they tell him that. We basically what Yoda's going through, Qui Gon went through. Like you have to do this this series of things to get to this point. 
and we kind of chose him to do this and now it's your turn and but you still have like to a, do those things it's not if you don't do those things they're not gonna be like ah dude come on anyway be a but you're still anyway. chosen by them it's not you instigating it it's them coming out and reaching out to you for this to happen mm. that that's the way it wasn't in, in the lost missions in clone wars like Yoda's just like, he keeps hearing voices and he thinks he's going crazy. Yoda's like, something's not right. Like, he, and he starts really doubting himself because he's hearing voices in his head. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I imagine that is an avenue that they could explore. But for everything else that we've ever seen, it's, it's <clears throat> force ghosting is difficult to do. Uh, it takes immense amounts of training. And uh, it, you I can see how Anakin, not knowing about Force ghosting at all, could be claimed by the Force because he's the chosen one. Yeah. I, I can easily get that. That's it's, the only way to make that. It's, it's harder for me to believe that Anakin's children also get that free pass because, well, they're his offspring. So, sure, that's uh, a bit harder for me to believe. I think the, his offspring, Luke and Leia, I think they need to go through the same paces that Qui-Gon, Yoda, Obi-Wan go through. But let's not forget, she has the ancient Jedi texts. Correct. That's and, true, too. And we do know that in the early years after Return of the Jedi, she did train with Luke for a time. So if, if they want to give some more emphasis to that window of time to say that Luke got her halfway down the road until she decided that politics was her, her true thing maybe they pick up on this here. Maybe they can bring Ray in or Leia into this part of the story where, yeah, she's got the Jedi texts. She's been communing with Luke in this year between movies. And that's a way to make it, to make it work. And it won't feel as cheap and contrived. If, if you can build, not only it. that though, like if, if you think about Leia in general, as a character, like, if any one of the characters in Star Wars could have done it, it would be her. Uh, well, just because of like sheer will and like determination, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the stubbornness. Yeah, I like, mean her determination is is second to nobody. I I don't doubt her ability to do anything. It's just that you just don't get to do that thing because. We want to elicit a response from the crowd or it's just it, it's from a story standpoint, it's easy to do this. Like, I think they still have to put the the pieces in place to so that it makes sense. But if they do that, if they do follow through on this and, and make Leia sort of maybe she's not General Leia anymore. Maybe she's now Master Leia. Oh, imagine that. Ima oh, Maybe that's why we haven't seen any Leia action figures or Black Series. Maybe she's not General Leia anymore. Mm. Maybe she's maybe she's Master Leia. That would be a mind bender. Holy cow! That's true. They got to market something new. <laughs> well, I mean, they marketed her as Princess Leia for for the entire OT. Yeah, now she's General. Now she's general. Maybe now she's Master Leia. That would be wild. To have her give up the whole General Leia 
bit and and go down the Jedi path in that last year between movies, I'm down with that. Whatever you they can do in this in this final rundown to Rise of Skywalker to build up that side of her so that if she does pass and become a Force ghost, that it it's logical. You. Yeah, it makes sense for the audience to know that she was well-versed in the Force. Yeah, I'm all in at that point. How how angry do you think Anakin would be if if she's a master and he was never granted the rank of master? Oh, Oh, he'd be so mad. He's like, you chose it for yourself. I'm the chosen one. (laughs) No one granted you the title of master. It, It wouldn't be fair. And then Force Ghost Obi-Wan shows up and says, calm down, Anakin. You're dead, dude. There's no council. She's alone. Oh, that would be cool. And then he says, uh, he, he, he pulls out this pun. Is it burning you? Inside? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a third degree burn. Oh, 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 no, no. I Honestly, it just slipped my mind. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm almost going to be disappointed if that it doesn't happen. Maybe it's just like the the new factor of of that of uh, that suggested storyline. But holy cow, would that be cool? You're welcome. You're welcome. No, that uh, if anybody took anything away from this pod, I hope it's it's the shift in Leia's character to to like Jedi Master Leia. So is it fair? Is it, oh boy. Jedi Master Leia after like a year of going deep diving. The only thing that makes it uh, like passable is the Jedi text, like Carlo said. Maybe she had a chance to really look them over and really dive deep into them. Yeah, like that's drinking from the fire hose. Yeah, just really understanding them, you know, diving. Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars. Well, you'd be happy to know, Carlos, I read tonight that he's, you know, he was rehired this week, but he's out again. It's over. What are you talking again. about? Yeah, he gets fired. You just Disney is parting ways with Ryan Johnson because reasons. You just saw this Actually, now. I, I, like, it's crazy, As we were man. recording, you saw this news? Yeah. Like, I saw a little uh, message notification. This happens. Yeah. You know what sucks? Is that uh, we were all convinced that it would be uh, pre-episode one, his trilogy. But the rumors are that it's actually post-episode nine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, some of the rumors that I've been hearing. But uh, now since he got fired, who's going to take up that whole trilogy? I don't know. How could they have fired him? He's just, he's at, he's, he's in Toronto right now promoting Knives Out, which is apparently getting great reviews. Disney's paying the reviewers to say that. Yeah, but no, uh, no I I think I heard that he he's out and uh, Colin Trevorrow's in. Oh so. no! <laughs> but he was he, like just yesterday he was talking about how yeah like my Star Wars project is still on the board. That's, we're still working on it. Like yesterday, and you're saying he's fired today? Yeah, well, Man, live and learn. Live and learn. Well, it seems to change every week, so. Well, I, you know, I think we, we struck some gold there with that Leia chat. And then to, to end it like this, it's just so unfortunate. I mean, he'll be okay. He's. He'll know, land on his feet. He'll land on his feet. He'll find a yeah, way. Knives Out's going to be a big bump for him, so 
I'm not worried. Well, who knows what's going to happen, though? Like I've said, it's all year, man. It's just been, uh, like we said, a roller coaster, man. Up and down. Well, I think and around. Who said this on Twitter? I saw this today. Uh, Adam Lance Garcia. He, yeah. I think he, he's a movie critic for Yahoo, I want to say. Gets himself into trouble now and then, but generally a positive guy. Uh, and I don't know how true this is, but it's it's a cool talking point. But if, if Colin Trevorrow was let go coming out of the back end of how Book of Henry was trashed, which happened, he was fired after Book of Henry came out and was panned universally, then the the almost universal uh, acclaim that Knives Out is getting is is all but assurance that Ryan's going ahead. Which was, that's the truth anyway. There's n- yeah, exactly. There's no reason, there's no evidence to suggest that Ryan, I, I mean, he's just been fired. I guess it's a moot point, but. You know what? I Just one week, I want to do a podcast where we get the news that he got rehired. Like, that, that, that's, you know. Yeah, we always seem to get the fired part. Why don't we get I the- know. It's terrible. I think usually he gets he gets rehired on Wednesdays. Maybe we should start doing set disturbers again. But why does he always get fired on Sundays too? That's very uh, weird to me. Who gets? Why would anybody get fired on Sunday? Uh, because they wanted to go under the radar, you know. Oh, well, you'd think that everybody would be partying, shooting off like fireworks, tr- losing fingers. It's like the Trump White House. They like to they drop news on Friday afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. Just have a good weekend, okay? Sports teams do that too when they trade away, like, yeah, <laughs> a fan favorite, <laughs> Antonio Brown, just right under the rug on Friday afternoon. All right, well, uh, I think that's about it. I'm ready to call it a night. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> I've been standing for the last half hour and I can't, can't sit anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, that that will do it for this week then. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of the podcast, send in your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. As Rural Farm Boy did weeks ago, I promise we will get to your voicemail. I still have it. I haven't dismissed it. It's coming. Uh, and I think, I think it is pertinent to, uh, to the conversations that will certainly happen for sure in the, uh, the months to come. But uh, if you want, if you want your voicemails or emails on the show, tumblingsaber at gmail.com is where to send them and uh if you want to help us out of course share this podcast all over social media with your friends leave us a review anywhere you want to put that we'll be super happy to read it on this show and uh that's yeah that's that that's how you can help us uh shout out to rob wade for endorsing this episode and all episodes of tumbling saber as part of the e14 endorsed program which you can learn more about at emotionally14.com so go check that out today tons of com- uh, content for the permanently teenaged and also be sure to check out our friends at the star wars commonwealth podcast network got a bunch of great shows everyone's cranking the wheel and pulling in the right direction of star wars so go check that out on apple i uh, apple podcasts is that what it's officially called now yes i wish they would just i don't know they, they gotta do something it's, it's driving me nuts go check that out star wars commonwealth on apple podcasts or at our home base StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And with all that out of the way, Carlos, where can we find you on social media? See Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram, Carlos Candido Music on Facebook, and 
Carter's Creates on Patreon. Beautiful. WMD came out. Yes, yes, yes. I released a track despite uh, the universe conspiring against me. <laughs> We've both so, been siege, under siege by audio issues. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's not, for me, it's not a hardware issue. It's software and just um, uh, incompatibility and all kinds of other stuff. Ah, nobody wants to hear about it. <laughs> but go check out Carlos in all those places and uh, be happy. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Corey, where do we find you? Guys, guys, I got to tell you, you can find me at Chop Rules with the Z on Twitter and definitely hit us up in our closed Facebook group where, you know, it's a safe haven of Star Wars goodness. Is that what you're calling it now? Uh, I like it in there, man. Everybody's you never show up nice. in there. I read. <laughs> It's hard, man. Social media has been hard for me lately, man. Like, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't I engage. In, I just don't have time, man, to be honest. Like, I I can't I, be on my phone, man. <laughs> I get, I get, rarely, I get like once a night, kind of like toward the end of the night where I'm like, try and get to go through everything. And then it's almost like overwhelming. I'm like, there's so much stuff. Like, what can I comment on or what can I like? And I'm like, ah. But either way, like, I like to participate when I like to have funny stuff to say. That's what I like to say. Funny stuff. Cool. And you can find me at uh, in the aforementioned Tumbling Saber group. Come check us out there. Come have some fun with us in there behind the uh, the, the closed walls of the safe, uh, safe Facebook group. Otherwise, you'll find me on Tumbling at, at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. And uh, that'll, that'll do it, everybody. So thanks. Thank you so much for listening to episode 191. Can't wait to, uh, to for the next few weeks to come. So much more Star Wars is coming. Mando's coming. Resistance is back soon. Disney Plus, Rise of Skywalker, Triple Force Friday. It's all coming up real soon. So uh, that's it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know if you did. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and do better next week. So until then, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you later. And may the Force be with you. I love you, Dave. Happy birthday. Correct. <laughs> Static draws me closer to your place, willing me through my dreams, fall away. Blindly to the lines on your face, beating strong, drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over.
If only to see you next to me Sleeping Soundly Smiling Not really this dream Over And over Running away, darling. Please don't. 